when they have to go to a court date every month for months and months and months. Having a place that's not uh, surrounded by armed guards, it's a humanitarian approach. It's really sweet that we're able to do this. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Libraries have long provided more than just reading material. These days, they're an important source of everything from internet access to 3D printers. But a new program at the St. Louis County Library takes things to a new level. The library has partnered with organizations working on behalf of criminal justice to start what it calls a tap-in center at its Florissant Valley branch. Residents can get help with everything from figuring out their next court date to actually consulting an attorney. St. Louis County Library Director Kristen Sorth said that Advocates within the legal community were brainstorming ways to support people caught up in the justice system during the pandemic. They approached the St. Louis County Library with the idea for the Tap-In Center, and she said it just made sense. I think it's one of those things where people say, of course, the library is the perfect place for this. It's just just a, a safe, neutral, calm, welcoming space, and it's removing all of those those things, those barriers and those worries that someone might have going into to the court system. Now, the county library branches have been closed for most of this pandemic, but they found ways to open the Florissant Valley branch safely for this program. We picked a location that we thought would be very convenient for people and also where we could open it up in the evenings and have it um, at times when the court system, even not during a pandemic, would normally be closed. So much more convenient. Um, We did have to really talk about safety concerns and, you know, the mitigation strategies that were all you know, using in our daily lives, like masks and social distancing and things like that. And that is Library Director Kristen Sorth. Now, one county resident who recently used the program is Waukesha Cook, and she joins us today to tell us about it. So, Waukesha, welcome. Hello, how are you? So, you turned to the Tap-In Center for help last month. What did you need their help with? I needed their help with getting me uh, actual court dates with the public defender, and, uh, and how did you become aware that you could do that at the library, of all places? I was just actually searching for help with getting me a new court date, calling different places to figure out what can I do next so I wouldn't get locked up. And the, uh, I called the public defender's office, and the lady stated that they do have this program called the Tap-In Center. And so I called them, and they helped me from there. And so how did it work out for you uh, going to the Tap-In Center? It worked out very well. I actually didn't have to be afraid of getting locked up. Uh, When I went in, they were very polite and helpful. They gave me a new court date right away, public defenders, and I'm actually, I feel free. (laughs) Well, well, Wakisha, I am so glad to hear that. And I want to thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing that experience. Thank you. Thank you all. Now, Wakisha worked on her case with Hattie Svoboda-Stell. She's a court support specialist with the Bail Project, and she joins us now. Hattie, welcome. 
Hi, thank you so much for having us. So it's great to hear Wakisha feels free. This was such a good experience for her. How did you end up getting assigned her case? Yeah, so actually I am the St. Louis uh, Bail Project Court Support Specialist. I've been working with the St. Louis Bail Project for the past three years, and it was uh, for the fact that we started this initiative with the um, MacArthur Safety and Justice Challenge, um, and I kind of helped to cope project manage this with along with Miranda Gibson in St. Louis County. So I was just working that night and was able to help um, help Wakisha through the process. And so when you're you're just working that night, sort of whatever comes in, that ends up being something that you try to troubleshoot on. Yeah, absolutely. So the bail project, you know, we have about about 3,000 people that we've been able to help in St. Louis over the past three years. So we have quite an array of clients who may be dealing with the issue of an open warrant. So um, we do active outreach to our clients to make sure that they can access this as a as a resource if they miss court. But uh, we've been really wanting to the, for this to be widespread in a community accessible resource. Um, it's really, really important that people have have the support um, from from community resources to re-engage with court processes if they need it. It's so incredibly easy to miss a court appearance during normal circumstances and even more so during the pandemic. Hmm. Uh, well, we're also joined today by somebody else who is working at the Tap-In Center, and that is Jamia Steele. She's an attorney with the Missouri State Public Defender working in St. Louis County. Uh, Jamia, welcome. Thank you. Good afternoon. So we heard a little bit about one of Hattie's uh, cases. What kind of issues have you helped tap in center clients with? So I primarily help with the um, state charges. If someone comes in and they have a warrant and they need assistance with maybe getting the warrant recalled. So that's where I come in and I have a conversation with a member of the St. Louis County Prosecuting Attorney's Office and talk with them and see if they will agree to recall the warrant and get them a new court date so they can be re-engaged back with the case. And, and when you recall a warrant, uh, what does that do? It effectively sort of starts things back as, as if everything was, was just beginning again with the case? Yeah. So, you know, with the pandemic, when it hit us last year, I mean, it took everyone by surprise. So um, the court system was off for a little bit, trying to get its footing. And with that happening, you'd have clients that call and be like, well, what's, you know, what's going on? And I didn't have an answer yet. Hmm. So a lot of people in their cases just fell through the cracks. And then when the courts got their footing and they have court dates and video appearances, some people didn't know. Hmm. So um, absolutely, when you get that warrant recalled, you get back reengaged, not only with the attorney, but with the court system and it moves forward. Yeah. Hattie, how big an issue are these outstanding warrants for the people of St. Louis County? I mean, it's it's an it's a huge issue for for the mere simple issue of missing an appointment, a court appearance. You know, folks are at risk of being rearrested and facing all of the compounded issues that follow being jailed. Um, you know, perhaps missing. Uh, payments on your house, so being at risk of becoming unhoused or housing unstable, losing your job, um, you know, not having childcare for your children. It's it's a really, really scary thing to just have a warrant, uh, period. So hmm. we've always been looking for 
creative ways to respond in creating some sort of an amnesty or some sort of a way to make sure that people have access to the courts if they need uh, after having having an issue like missing a court date. Um, Historically, courts have not met the needs of people who lack transportation to court, are unhoused, or don't have a reliable way to get updates about their court dates. And that's really been exacerbated by COVID-19 and court closures, um, especially since courts are now mostly being functioned virtually. People who lack access to uh, a phone or internet really don't have a good way of of making an appearance. so it's it's really it's something that uh, having some sort of in-person space that you can go to to ha- ask questions, um, get get support, get help. We respond by uh, getting people connected with the public defender's office, who have been so incredibly supportive of of organizing this. And um, the St. Louis County Prosecutor's Office have also been very supportive in, in being supportive of these efforts. Because uh, really, this is an effort to uh, decrease jail population, which in effect is is a public health and, and public safety issue. Um, when you say that they need a place to do this in person, it's interesting. I think what Keisha mentioned that she wanted to go to a place where she would feel safe doing it, that she didn't have to worry about getting arrested if she's just showing up trying to deal with this warrant. Um, it, does the library have certain just almost symbolic... Uh, safety in a way that just trying to do this down at the courthouse would not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the courts have been closed. It, they they go through a series of phases of reopening, and they've been closed to the public for a, a short time now. And having a place that's not uh, surrounded by armed guards um, that might be triggering to an experience that you've had of being jailed, it's really it's really sweet that we're able to do this at such a safe space such as a library that's always been a public resource um, with an agreement that there is not caught we are very very specific to not have any police presence hmm. at the library so people don't have this risk of rearrest um, that this is a place that you can get free support uh, to really handle some of these issues and there is something about just being able to go in person and speak face to face with someone. However, we have also made it possible for people to join us over the phone if they're working at that time, can't get childcare. Um, and yeah, and, and really the fact that this is based out of North County was also a strategic decision mm-hmm. to make sure that people who are facing cases in the county are often, you know, are often in North County and, and can't always make it all the way down to Clayton. Mm-hmm. Now, Jamia, Hattie mentioned there this idea of just the necessity of prosecutors being willing to work with lawyers on amnesty for these warrants. With the prosecutor's office now having new leadership in the last couple of years, is that something that they've been cooperative with and on board for? Yeah, absolutely. When we first um, came up with this concept of Tappan Center, we knew that they would be much needed in order for this to be successful. So when we brought the project to them and asked would they be willing to, as you say, buy into it, they were ecstatic and absolutely wanted to help because as Hattie has stated, you know, we are in the middle of a public health crisis and what we could do with this project was limit the exposure 
um, with people, you know, if they have warrants, they'll get, uh, have to be turned into the jail. There could be possible exposure there, not only exposure with the police officer, jail staff, other incarcerated people. So there were a lot of reasons why um, they were totally invested in this as well. And hmm. I'm glad that they were. And, and are they staffing it as well? Or are they just, uh, you can reach out to them um, and, and they'll pick up quickly when you're in your tap-in hours? <laughs> Um, they're staffing it as well. Um, hmm. What we're doing is they have a rotation of each month of a prosecutor. We contact each Tuesday night um, from 6 to 8. And so we contact them um, over the phone or electronically, give them the information needed for them to do their review and make the decision on the warrant recall. Hmm. We're talking today about the new Tap-In Center. It's at the Florissant Valley branch of the St. Louis County Library. It's being done as a pilot program. It just launched last fall. Um, and our guests today are Jamia Steele. She's an attorney with the Missouri State Public Defender working in St. Louis County, as well as Hattie Svoboda-Stell of the Bell Project. Now, the library tells us that since the program launched last fall, more than 70 individuals have received free assistance with their St. Louis County criminal cases, and 50 warrants have been resolved. Jamia, that's got to feel good. But I suspect that's also just a drop in the bucket in the totality of, of what clients of the public defender are dealing with. I mean, how big are these problems beyond those 50 cases and, and 70 people? It is such a drop in the bucket. I mean, I think the number now, if I'm not mistaken, is 81 people that have come mm. to use the service. But that's great. Again, yeah, but we have thousands of people that have lost touch with the uh, system through no fault of their own, seriously. You know, people still have to, they're trying to stay safe, they're trying to stay healthy, they're trying to keep their job, roof over their head, and then, you know, sometimes this stuff kind of falls by the wayside, but that's that's what we're here for. So the Tappan Center in itself, it is such a hidden gem in St. Louis County, but the purpose is we don't want it to remain hidden. We mm -hmm. want everyone to know about this so the more people can come and use this service and get the warrants recalled, because I think, like Keisha said, she felt so much relief mm -hmm. after that warrant was recalled. She can get a job. She has to worry about getting arrested, you know, things of that nature. It, it means a whole lot to people when they get that warrant recalled, seriously. Hattie, would you like to see this program spread to other library branches, not just Florissant Valley? Sure. I mean, I think it's really, it's thus far, it's been pretty helpful for us to be able to, to have it be virtual and in person. But I think ideally, if this could spread, um, mostly what it would be important for it to spread is to different jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. So we can not only serve people out of St. Louis County, which we've been able to slowly, slowly make our way into other jurisdictions. We have support from um, the St. Louis City Public Defender's Office. So we've been able to support people out of uh, with any sort of issues out of there, but also really getting into some of the other um, our surrounding jurisdictions that might be facing, you know, higher failure to appear rates, especially since they are located in less accessible, not city centers. Um, it would be really, really ideal for us to be able to really coordinate with other sorts of St. Louis surrounding areas. So what would need to happen to make that a reality? Um, I think to an extent, like Jamia mentioned, having the buy-in and support of, of a prosecutor is really helpful. Um, it's We've been really, really lucky to have such enthusiastic support from the prosecutor's office out of St. Louis County. 
but also support from the public defenders and um, understanding by judges. Uh, I think having different players in the system recognize the the need for some sort of warrant forgiveness, some sort of recognition that it's 90% of the time when people miss court, they are not running. It is almost always related to some sort of poverty-related boundary or, or, or hurdle issue, not being able to make it, not having access to the information they need, not um, you know having coverage for their job or the babysitting. It's mm-hmm. it's really something that's it's a humanitarian approach to recognizing the issues that people face when they have to go to a court date every month for months and months and months until their case might be resolved. And in general, do you think there's an increased understanding of that in the St. Louis region these days? I mean, there has been so much talk about warrants, um, frankly, since uh, the uprisings here and, and since the death of Michael Brown, that maybe people are starting to understand, even if they've never been personally affected. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's something that we also started to approach is not only criminal warrants, but really the municipal warrants that people face in St. Louis uh, County are are horrendous. Uh, we could post a bond for someone for in, at, with the bail project, and they have, you know, about two more weeks of jail time left, basically, hmm. by just moving from, from municipality to municipality with open warrants from a missed court date from a case that was a a case from five to 10 years ago. I mean, it's it's really an issue. And I really do think it's been getting a lot more attention. And especially with, you know, uh, the election of more progressive prosecutors in St. Louis City and St. Louis County, we've been getting more attention on on just the injustice that is uh, this legal criminal system. So, Jamia, in just our final minute here, if people are hearing about this program and they've got a warrant and they want to deal with it, do they need to do anything um, in order to uh, utilize the tap-in center? Is this as simple as showing up? Um, So actually, that's what makes the tap-in center so unique and awesome is that you can participate in varying ways. So you can actually come in person um, on Tuesday nights between 6 and 8. And as I stated, it's a very safe and welcoming place at the Florissant Valley branch. And I believe Bail Project also provides some um, things as well to people that come in, like sanitizers and gloves, masks, PPE, things of that nature. But if you are not able to come in, that's fine. Um, We understand you have a life. You can also call in on Tuesdays between 6 to 8. That number is 314-669-6185. And if you're not able to call in between 6 to 8 on Tuesday nights, you can also leave a voicemail or you can send a text and Hattie or Miranda would get back to you as soon as possible. Or you can also send an email, which is tapinstl at gmail.com. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but Jamia Steele of the Missouri State Public Defender's Office, thank you. Absolutely. And Hattie Svoboda-Stell of The Bail Project, thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll make sure to get information about those programs on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? 
suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.